What's good, everybody? The Lyricist Lounge. We're back for a special solo show. Uh, hey, we've been away for a while, man. Uh, COVID hit, and then life got real serious. And uh, and my H- my computer fell apart. So you know what? Let me do an anti-commercial. Don't waste your time with HP. They're whack until further notice. Uh, if you're asking why I don't have a MacBook, don't shame me about my computer, bro. Uh, all right, so we got Joey Badass, the light pack. Um, so Joey has been away for a long time, man. He did the album uh, with his with his boys from Flatbush Zombies, uh, Escape from New York, but that was really like, he was on it for like two songs. Uh, but then he really hasn't made a real album or his own like solo work since All-American Badass, uh, which, hey, by the way, I mean, Take your time, Joey. You 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 were allowed to take as much time as you want after making that because that's borderline, borderline, a classic. I'm not gonna say it's a classic, but I'm gonna say borderline a classic. At the time, it was real, real good, and with the current events that we are having, it hits a lot harder if you go back and listen to it. Uh, which is interesting that he then put out this the light pack. So he had been going through some like some stuff as an artist it seems because he talked about like not wanting to put out like long albums uh he so like he was clearly evaluating some stuff and you really see that when you listen to this the light pack the three songs don't call it an ep he doesn't want to hear that he don't like when people say that uh so call it a light pack um so the first song on the light pack is like throwback joey with the new york samples with like the basement beat and i mean it sounds like magic like straight up magic it's one verse with like a hook on it and it's fire um i thought it was interesting because he like he talks about the fact that like he had fallen off or and like wasn't really rapping for a while not like didn't have it whatever it is he didn't have it uh and he rapped i admit i was gone for for a little minute it's like i lost my glow yo my inner light was dimming so I mean, he la- he literally lays it out early for you so you know where he is mentally. Uh, then later on, he raps, Now, world domination by determination. This is mumble rap extermination. Interesting. Uh, this is godly interpolation. This is that who your top five conversation type of rap that, that F a Grammy nomination type of rap that I'm going to take, take them back to my basement. Uh, bring it back, cause when it come to leaving Mike's ablazing, I'm adjacent to that nigga Satan. That ain't with debating. No more time for wasting. And yo, pff, he was rapping hard the whole time. Uh, so it's probably the best. I mean, I think it's the best song on the on the out of the three songs. But you can't go wrong with any of these. But this was special, cause I mean, obviously he's he comes out. With just something, it felt personal. That's what it felt like. The song sounded personal. Uh, and yo, hey, if we can get this, we can get 12 songs of this, yo. I'm ready. There's nothing new about this. I mean, technically, this is like what he does. But after the All-American Badass, I mean, you're allowed to come back and kind of just pad your library, is my thought. I mean, you can do whatever you want. But I think he's really allowed to do it. When other artists are repeating the same thing over and over, this feels like, oh, this is refreshing for you to come back and you can just like rhyme you and just stream some thoughts. 
he's doing that. But at the same time, he's like talking to you still. He, hey, mumble rap extermination. Honestly, I thought mumble rap was kind of like, I didn't think we were really in the era of mumble rap so much anymore. I mean, aside from like Young Thug, I don't think anyone else truly mumbles. Uh, well, maybe the Migos. Uh, yeah, the Migos, they, they mumble. But aside from them, I don't really know who else is mumbling like that. Uh, so I'm still, I'm still going to let them make it. Like I'm still giving them props for saying it. Cause yo, we need kill it. If I can't rap along to your words, trash, get it out of my face. Um, all right, let's move on to, uh, no explanation. Uh, and he's got this, he's, so he's featuring Pusher T and the other thing I want to say, Pusher T like, he's got his intensity. He's doing his feature, like his feature raps on it shooting the cocaine lines or whatever, which it sounds great. Pusha T has mastered the art of the hocking some phlegm. <laughs> like, I'm not sure why he wanted to master it, but he mastered it. And he lays it in dramatic effect on here. That's all we're going to say about Pusha. But when it comes to Joey, uh, he sh first off, he shouted out that he was he wrote the song while he had like some weed. And it's 200 milliliter of Hennessy. Joey, I've never seen that before. And I don't think it's real. If it is, I'm interested. Uh, but then, so through the song, I guess it's really like him doing, a, it's really a flex. No explanation necessary, basically. Um, he's been in his mind lately. He literally says that in the, in the hook, I believe it is. Um, and he says... Bottom line, these MCs lobotomize a thousand times if we talking about their rhyme for rhyme. My stats combined got stocks and bonds. Multiply my worth 10 times. By 29, I ain't lying. I'm already on my seventh figure. But I got other things on my mind that's much bigger. Like being the voice of this voiceless generation and fill the void. I can't avoid this temptation. And the fact that, like, that's the thing that I think makes him special. The fact that he can be just kind of rapping doing I'm gonna call it a New York vibe where it's just like you like you're just kind of just rapping about whatever um and then you can just like he'll just hit you with some stuff and it's like yo he's talking about like being the he wants to still be the voice of the voiceless generation that was hard at the same time he's also like flexing with the New York style of shouting out that he can rhyme harder than everybody uh and New York really became the guys that wanted to do like that was like their like every verse needed to be like I can rhyme better than you. Like we we got it. You can rhyme. I can yeah but I can rhyme better than you. We got it. You can rhyme. Yeah, but I can rhyme better than you. Okay. But we got it. Uh all right. And then the the last song. Woof. Uh Shine. Uh, this is a sample. I, I forgot to look up who who the sample is by uh, or the remake of the, the song. But man, this track, amazing. And the funny thing about it is um, he doesn't, the first verse is whatever. It's about him like talking about smashing a girl and then like passing her off and then she goes back to her boyfriend. I don't know why this is still a cool topic at this point, honestly. Like, guys, don't you want to smash a single girl? Like, why you want the girl this 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 smash that like you already know she's got a boyfriend? I mean, it just seems like a bad idea. I don't know, but we just let that happen because in the second verse, bruh, 
the whole second it's a moment that he's having on the second verse just a clip of what he says uh never let them tell you what your worth is respect gotta be earned it can never be purchased i done made 10 mil 10 million spitting verses and i still ain't losing sight of my purpose still shedding light beneath the surface constant elevation giving them revelations <sighs> whoa and this is and this is why we needed joey back for bars like this and he wasn't done like the whole verse is like bar after bar after bar heat pure heat uh and that's the light pack i mean if you go come back with just like out of nowhere and slap people with three songs like stacked up with hard bars this is how you do it the light pack joy badass well done uh let's move on to the adventures of moon man and slim we got to talk about that i would have never thought that i was going to hear kid cuddy and eminem do a song and if i did i didn't think actually you know what i'm like they did a song a long time ago on ti's album it was a good song um it got got mad disrespectful mad disrespectful for the ladies the ladies took a lot of ills in the song if i'm being honest it was it was rough uh they came for the ladies um but aside from that like it, it, it was also, it was, I think it was, I think it was Kid Cudi on there. Yeah, it was Kid Cudi. I'm pretty sure it was. We'll find, we'll edit and find out. But it's just such an odd joining of artists for Eminem and Kid Cudi to like link up. They don't, um, they don't really mold together. I don't think that Eminem has ever realized that he has like a, a great value in just like an actual song, like hitting a, a song on a special level and making it where the main point is to come out and make like beautiful music. I would say to Kid Cudi, like that's his best thing. Uh, he's like the perfect accessory to everybody. And like he comes on, he like tries to like rap hard. And he te technically, I would say he's not a very good rapper, but he is a good rapper at what he by way of doing what he does so like he can convey his idea and create content you can make good music like that but like putting together complex bars and different rhyme patterns and different flows like he didn't really he's not really gonna do that and you don't have to so it's just interesting because like eminem is like all about the sport of rap and i think it takes away from a lot of songs where you're just like okay so you're doing lyrical gymnastics i mean i appreciate it when i hear it but then sometimes i'm like Get that out of my face, bro. I don't need to hear that right now. But Cuddy, if I hear a Cuddy song and I like it, it's like, yo, like that song, I will never forget that song because like it's special. And he hit like he thought about something and then he conveyed it in like in a way that connects with your mind and your soul, possibly. So this is interesting because they got on this song and it's called The Adventures of Moon Man and Slim. Uh, and it's really just them kind of giving you their mindset and what they've been going through uh but it's mad interesting because like they don't come so cuddy doesn't come out and do what you would think he's doing he's not coming out with like overly musical he's like rapping like he's he's rapping doing a decent job at rapping um and he's just like shooting things in situations that he's been through and like where his mind is um 
And there was like one little specific part where he says, years ago, rehab, all good, helped me figure out another plan. It got bad, so bad. Now nah, I ain't fucking loving that. And like that was like the moment where I was like, oh, I don't know why, but like that moment drew me in. Uh, his verse was good. And it was like the tempo, he held like a certain tempo for like 75% of the verse. And then he like starts to pick up at the end. And it does something. Because right when he does that, uh, as he like changes his t- his tempo a little bit, then he like slows down, and then Eminem comes in, and pff, yo, I feel like Eminem probably want somebody probably was like in his ear gassing him about how he had to come out and like kill it. I just gotta assume because so often he comes out and he's like rapping a million times an hour, and it's like yo, we didn't need all that M, not this time. And I was afraid when I when this came out, I was like, nah, he's gonna mess this up. He's about to go like on Godzilla flow where he's rapping way too fast. So he does like some type of awkward rhymes where all the punchlines are offbeat. Something that's where I can't even bob my head to it. But he didn't do it. Praise God, he didn't do it. The homie stayed hella calm. Like almost to the point where you could say, like, yo, is Eminem, is he reading? This verse, I mean, I don't think he's doing that, but I think he's like pulled everything back. Like actors sometimes like there's like the crazy actor where it's like the director has to be like, hey, just just give me like 10 percent of what you're doing because you're doing way too much. Eminem like showed up and gave you 10 percent of delivery, which is all he needed because like this beat feels like outer space. You can't be all over the place on this beat. And he stays like super tight with his flow and picks the specific times when he's gonna like play with tempo and play with pace but that word play though bananas the whole time the whole time uh so one of his one of his standout bars he said uh now if rap was b-ball i'd be jordan like you wish you could score like this not even at half court i'd miss i'd mouthwash because if i was on the floor i if i was on the floor i'd swish and like the first couple of times that missed me, and then I was like, oh ha, I'd switch Florette. Hard bar, M. Hard bar. Uh, and then also he hits you with later on, he says, always stayed ahead of always stayed ahead of haters. Let them hate, but never let a traitor penetrate your circle. Separate yourself from those who try to pull you down. The real ones never stray. It's sort of like Medusa. That's how you stay ahead of snakes. And I was like, woof. And he does it like rapid pace. And this is where like he's like been rapping and it's just like a crescendo coming in. And he starts rapping real fast for that little stanza. Super hard. And the video is even doper. If you haven't seen the video, you must see it. The funny thing about this song is after I hear this, yo, Cuddy, M, let's make the album happen. I'm ready. I think we're all ready. But then I go to Spotify and I look at the listens. Kid Cudi and Travis Scott made an average song together. It did 288 million listens. Kid Cudi and Eminem made an exceptional song. It did 13 million listens. They're probably not going to do the album together. I don't think they are. It's probably not going to happen. 28, 280 million versus 13 million. 
probably not gonna get that M in Cuddy. Probably not. Ah, whatever. The world sucks sometimes. Whatever. Uh, all right. The last, last but not least, let's go talk to the homie Drake. And yo, we have a lot. We had a lot of content that was building up for a, a lot, a long time. Uh, and we had some extraordinary situations that came into play. So we're whack because we missed out on a lot of things where we should have been offering commentary. But we're gonna make it up. But what I will say is through this entire time, I didn't want a lot of distractions. I, I really like what how so few people were doing any music because it was almost like the world was like or the the U.S. mainly was like realizing like, yo, hey, maybe we should address some things and stop with all the stupid stuff. But eventually it was going to happen. Eventually the stars were going to come out because they like to shine. So they are going to outshine the situations and the current events. With that said, Drizzy has gone to Greece. When I hear this song, Greece, no insult to Drake. I genuinely heard it and I was like, man, did Drake sign somebody or did Khaled sign somebody that sounds just like The Weeknd but like not as good? That's what I genuinely thought. The song is not bad. The song is not great, but the song is not bad. In fact, it gives me like a, I would say it gives me a rich, a rich getaway vibe. That's what it gives me. And you know what? I mean, everybody wants to feel rich every now and then. This feels like that. Uh, but it's like the singy Drake with like no raps. What am I going to do with that? Not a lot. Not a lot. So I threw it in like a playlist with St. John, St. John, the God. Uh, I threw it in there. It's not on St. John level, but it'll it'll work with this with St. John's music for sure. And the weekend, it'll work with that. Uh, that's all I got to say about that song. But then he did. Uh, then he did Pop Star. And this is actually Pop Star is actually the first song that I heard from Drake, not the Grease song. Uh, and as it was like coming on, I was like. While it was like playing, you got you got Khaled in the background. Another one, DJ Khaled, and I'm like, yo, honestly, these disconnected dudes. I don't want to hear this right now. And then Drake comes in. He's doing all his thing or whatever. And I'm like, yo, Drake, I don't really need this right now, bro. Nah, no, I won't do it. And then he has a line. I want a long life. A legendary one. I want a quick death and an easy one. I want a pretty girl and an honest one. I want this drink and another one. And I was like, ah, ah. God damn it, he's done it again. I'm hooked. Pop star. When I tell you it's a jam, it is a jam. Banger. Let it run. Let it run. It won't be like a mega banger, but it's a banger. And if I wasn't at my fiance's grandparents when I'm at the pool party, it would be running on the radio. But you know what? I probably can't play that on the speaker because like grandparents around. But banger. So when I'm working out, it bangs. And if you can get me at a pool party with just adults and no like grandparents, run it. <laughs> 
pop star. Super hard. Uh, he also had this like line because he loves to flex on people about being on the top. Crown in my hand and I'm really playing keep away. It don't even usually get this big without a Bieber face. And that was funny because normally you don't become this mega star or pop star unless you look like Justin Bieber. That's something to think about. The Lyricist Lounge. Hit us up. The Lyricist Lounge underscore. Hit us up on Instagram. Like, subscribe. Let everybody know about us. Peace.